So today's story is that of a mindset. It's a personalized story. I'll, I always love personal stories because they show the true struggle of the person of where they were versus what they have achieved and where they are right now. So our today's guest is Cam Hanna. He's a mindset coach. He's a mental coach assisting people suffering trauma, ADHD, and he's helping people to navigate life and live a life of purpose, managing relationships, managing their finances, and living a much more fuller life in a much better fashion. Now, he has over 500,000 followers on social media platforms and various social media contracts in place that has literally set him up for life and a very hardcore social media influencer running a mindset coaching business on the side. Now, imagine what Cam would have done if he wasn't coming through with so much adversity in life. Okay, If he was given all these options and opportunities up front, where would he be? Let us seep into us for a second that a person who was doing a mediocre job on a construction site playing video games, smoking weed, He's a person who's now changing mindset, running a six-figure business only at an age of 24. It is an amazing story and I am truly inspired and I would want you guys to tune in and listen to what Cam is saying. Hello everyone, this is Moss from Help Me Buy Property Podcast, taking you and bringing you to another property podcast. And today we have someone who I met by chance. And so this is, um, this is quite interesting. His name is Cam, and I'm going to bring him in shortly. Amazing story. And so I want to hear the story. I want him to tell the story about who he is and what he does and what he used to do. Um, and, uh, and we'll potentially start, you know, from, you know, what he was doing versus where, what he is doing. Let's bring him in. Let's talk to him. Cam, welcome to Help Me Buy Property Podcast. How are you today? Thanks for having me here, Moxon. I am fantastic today. As always, I'm blessed. Every single day is a beautiful day and I wake up with just pure joy. 100%. You, you, it seems like you are there where there is a lot of sun. I think we are at the same place in Melbourne, right? Well, I'm on the west side across from the uh, Westgate Bridge, so I'm nowhere near in the city. <laughs> true, true, true. So maybe there is a bit more sun there compared to where yeah. I am, where I can hear the thunder in the background. Yeah, man. You're trying to keep positive about it. Yes, 100%. And so you are going on holiday in Queensland, which is awesome, which is great. And so let's start on the positive note and talk to me a bit about yourself first before we you know, dug up the skeletons from the past. Well, uh, I'm a mindset coach and content creator from Melbourne. I talk all about the real truth about ADHD and mental health that most people are too scared to talk about, not afraid to skirt the lines of censorship and just kind of say it how it is without the worry of getting banned. So that's what I love to do. And this is what I believe I'm truly built for. So I coach people through their self-sabotage problems in their relationship on the other end of the scale of ADHD. So that's currently where I'm at. Loving life. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. Perfect. And for listeners, look, um, bringing Cam in, it was such an inspiring story for myself. Um, when I was talking to Cam, um, I'm a big believer in mindset, mindset shifts and mindset, mindset changes. I can't say mindset. Um, <laughs> can't say mindset. So mindset shift and mindset changes. And I think that plays a big part in setting up the business, changing your life, 
property investing, everything. It plays a massive role. And so, yeah. you know, let's start with who Cam was and talk to me a bit about uh, your early manhood struggles, you know. And, and again, look, you know, it comes back to, I want to start off this conversation by saying that, of course, don't, those who don't move, they don't realize that they are in chains, right? So, you know, you've done amazing, you know, in changing the mindset, changing the movement. So you're going back in, taking out some of the skeletons, open the closet, looking at some of the laundry that is in there. And so let's talk and look, you know, be, be comfortable in talking. This is a safe space. So, yeah. Who was Cam? Well, Cam just used to be a guy who sat around smoking wheel all the time and playing video games and and eating uh, crap food. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on, on the podcast, hopefully. Yes, yeah, we can add bleeps here and there. That's bleep, not an issue. That. Yeah, I used to sit around just eating shit food. I didn't really know who I was. I had no understanding about like the world or about people. I didn't have very good social skills, and I would kind of just push push all my relationships away because I didn't believe that I was worth anything, and I was just working a dead-end job. You know, one day I got fired from that. It was, it was electrical detailing where you go and you've seen those at those uh, like construction sites have the GPS staffs and you're conducting the points on like conduits and stuff. So I used to do that and I got fired from that for just underperformance of smoking weed too much. And um, yeah, I finally just woke up one day and I was like, something's got to change. I had like 15 grand in my bank account, which, you know, people, people said to me, uh, oh God, Cam, like if you were really struggling that much, you wouldn't have 15 grand in your account. I just didn't go out and spend my money. I, I just I just sat on my money. I was earning like twelve hundred a week, two hundred to rent, and I, I barely bought anything. So I just sat on it. Yeah. So I moved back home and I started working on my physical uh, fitness. Met a guy on a labor site one day who basically just changed my whole life. He taught me all about mindset transformation, physical fitness, and I even helped me start my very very first fitness business, which is what I ran uh, just over a year and a half ago, which I sold. Nice. And now I'm here. Now I'm here today, where I work full time online as a content creator. Uh, and also coaching people through their own self-mastery and um, self-sabotage in their relationships. So what was that one thing that basically changed everything? Of course, you tend to identify yourself as the ADHD guy. So, And so talk to me a bit about that. Well, the one thing that led me to change was I, I just literally woke up and I had like a massive epiphany <laughs> in the mirror and I looked at myself, I was 89 kilos, like I, I'm nowhere near that now. I'm maybe like 72 and a half, 73 kilos with, with a good frame and I, I just looked at myself, I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like I looked at myself in the eyes, man to man in the mirror, which I think is what most people are too scared to do these days. And I knew something had to change. I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be 19 years old and then I'm going to be 70 living like this. I was like, no, nah, there's no way. I'm built for something different. I just, I knew it deep inside. As a kid, I always wanted to be my own boss. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to not fulfill my potential to my inner child. So that was essentially what sparked the change. Yeah. And so how was that diagnosis for ADHD that people put a stamp on? How does that work to bringing you down, really pulling your mindset down? I I think that that really frustrated me a lot. Looking back at it now, it frustrates me. Obviously, back then I wasn't on a conscious enough level to realize like how much it dragged me down. You see, what they do is they place these labels on you. When I say like they, I mean like elites, like big pharma, like all these people, right? They place these labels on you to conform you like a sheep. And so, because you see, like ADHD people, I truly believe that ADHD, like a big part of it, is just a lack of conformity. 
and being a rebel and seeing outside the system on an unconscious level when you're younger. And so you do these things that go against like what societal norms are, and they basically place you outside this box, and it really like messes up your social skills, and you're left up quite left left quite alone. And what I notice with people that have you know the ADHD in their old age, like they tend to either be either a in prison or be very 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 successful in business. And I'm very glad that I ended up on the ladder there. <laughs> so, like, let's talk about. Uh, success right and so look I, I strongly believe that you know life is a climb and you know once you do that climb the view is awesome the view is great oh, um, but yeah. that struggle is is magnificent right it's 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 humongous it's strong and so um i was saying this to my wife the other day that the struggles that we go through as we are building the business or as we are going through a change mm. Um, would be, the, you know, these old days that we would laugh about tomorrow with our grandkids or or with family, right? We'd be like, oh, those good old days. And so, you know, you have naturally gone through that transition. And so you're running a successful channel. You're building up your mindset coaching business. What triggered you? Like you you had one business going for you and all of a sudden switch. Like, why? Authenticity. Don't get me wrong, when I was in the fitness business, like there was parts of me that felt authentic, but I also lacked a lot of self-worth at that stage because it's like, oh, I didn't have the six-pack year round and I wasn't like able to keep up with the fitness standards. Like it's actually such a, it's a very, I mean, every industry is competitive in essence, but the fitness industry is like, it's, it's like next level, man. And considering that so many people are just using enhancements, it's almost impossible to keep up, especially at a younger right. age. And so I, I just got really frustrated at it. And this was at a point where, like I wasn't really working on my inner, I wasn't doing the inner work. I didn't understand how to do it. Like I wasn't investing in myself. I was, I was living, I had like a scarcity mindset with money. I still believed that money was real. Like all of these beliefs that I had. And uh, it took me a long, long time to shift out. I think it probably took me about like, honestly, six months of consecutive work and just like rewiring my subconscious mind and my belief systems to get past this. So that's what sparked the change me to transition from the fitness business was just pure authenticity because i have adhd you now i struggled with the self-worth and i was like you know what this is clearly a problem in the market and now i have like thousands of people that have messaged me about it and that's so true right i think this that's that's truly speak to the successful mindset in itself you know what i felt day in day out is successful people are the type of people who are out there trying to help more people okay and so yeah. there are people who are unsuccessful and you talk to them and they are always questioning what's in it for me, you know? And so that just that shift, you know, is amazing because, you know, it puts you on a different pedestal completely, right? It changes the dynamics on how you're leading the life and how you're helping people out there. Mm, exactly. I don't think you always need something in return. Like, don't get me wrong, if you're doing coaching, there has to be some sort of exchange of value. But it doesn't mean that every single situation that you go into, you, you need to have something from someone like the reality is, is what i've noticed and i actually have this padded on my left chest it says need nothing attract everything when you actually don't need anything from anyone and, and when i say need like a lot of it comes out of money when you don't need it and say for example you're sitting on like 10 grand you're like cool i don't, I don't need two thousand bucks because i've got money it's like it creates better relationships it actually does open up more opportunities because of that transfer of energy yeah and look uh, it's important you make a very important point i think people get it wrong that just because someone is charging for their value their time that means that, you know, it's a transactional business. No, I think sometimes you have to value or put a value to your time for yeah, other course. person to realize the, the importance of why they should be engaging, right? Imagine, you know, Elon Musk, you know, selling, a, giving everyone Tesla for free, right? 
do you think that you know there would be so many Teslas? I think people would be like, well, yeah. it's a shit car. So that exclusivity, in some instances, pushes people for change, and you know, and drives people to that change as well. So I'm no way, you know, against people charging money to change or mindset coaching or coaching in general, right? I think the most important point that you were making before is, you know, more in the successful mindset space, is that um, people naturally think about helping other people, you know, when they are successful, okay? And so I was quoted this uh, a while back where I was watching this um, Netflix. I think it was Netflix or, or something in, in Amazon Prime. It's called um, how, to, uh, how to Become a Billionaire. And it's an amazing series. I would always ask people to actually go ahead and watch it. And so there was a 17-year-old there where, you know, the host asked him a question as to, oh, do you want to be successful? How much do you want to make more money than your dad? Because your dad is a billionaire. And he's like, no, no, success is not money. Success mm. is me going out there solving problems. And if I can find a problem that I can solve for a billion people and charge them $1, I'll be a billionaire tomorrow. And that was just, like it was an eye opener for me that okay, it's not so much about well, what's in it for me? It's more about okay, how do you mm. continuously be in that continuum of helping more people so that you're lifting not only your game but you're lifting people together with you? Amazing community, by the way, that you've created. So thank you, to thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, I agree with that, by the way. Yeah, and so talking about success, of course, not everyone is always successful. And so let's talk about the unsuccessful ventures that you've been part of or things that haven't been, you know, hasn't gone as planned as you would think that they would go as planned. Oh, probably my fitness business. <laughs> but it just like, it came down to a, a, a lack of my own personal development. Although the strategy we were using, which was, you know, generate leads, bring people in for a free three-week program and then close the deal. I had a business partner. He was handling sales. I was doing all the marketing and uh, like coaching the free program and stuff. That was, it was highly exhausting. Like we were doing okay. Like we were bringing, you know, 12, 13 grand a month. Like I didn't realize that like, wow, that's a lot back then. And to me, it's like, okay, like, oh, that's, that's whatever nowadays. But like, I, I know it's perspective, right? But seriously, and, and it was very, very draining. And like, I was coaching like 30 people at once doing like freaking 20 calls a week for coaching calls, plus like calls for qualifying people to bring them on programs. I was doing like 30, 35 hours of calls. And it just got to a point where I was so bent out. I was like, this isn't even worth a 13 grand a month. Like this, like we need to be doing more. There must be something we're doing wrong. So eventually I started a second channel, every spare second I put into it, which was talking about mental health and ADHD. And I was like, just wanted to pursue it and just try it and teach people about it. And that really took off and I started doing consultation calls. So I ended up selling selling the fitness business, like just taking my percentage uh, and, and changing that. So that was probably my um, biggest struggle in that was just under development of my own personal growth and just yeah. burnout for not regulating my central nervous system. Yeah. Sure. And so was there a fear in, you know, jumping from the old business to the new business or starting up the new business? How, when did you, how did that transition take place? There is always that one moment where you realize, okay, I'm going to pull this plug or hit this switch and make a transition. How did that happen? I don't know. I, I knew I had to do something like the state of the world. You simply just aren't going to be able to create long-term wealth off a nine to five. Like it's, it's just, it's getting too hard to live and pay for things. Like things are seriously expensive because there's hyperinflation. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this working gardening 
the 30 loss an hour. Like, bro, that's that's like that's modern day slavery right there. Slavery. So I was like, I, I have to do something. I was like, what is truest to me? And I was I really pondered on this. I was like, the thing that's most authentic to me is the struggles that I had with ADHD and my own mental health. And I was like, I'm gonna go all in on that and just start making content. And I was posting five videos a day for ages to get my like with my camera wow. highly quality edited like i'm talking i was putting some hours in and you know i started really growing that and all i did was i just used the business model implemented from the old business model into this except i wasn't coaching people free i started off by used having conversations really well and just booking people in for consultations so that's where i started yeah that's amazing that's awesome and look you are right in saying that um, a lot of people think that the nine to five is going to get them there course it's a good place to start but it's not a good place to finish right um Agreed. yeah it's 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 natural you know when you're walking down the street and you know you see a maserati or uh, a ferrari going <laughs> past you and you see you know that that's a half a million dollar car and even if you saved for the next 10 years and ate nothing did nothing no travel nothing you would still you be able to afford that car yeah 100 percent. so these people must be doing something different um, and of course, you know, business comes into that and investing comes into that. So it's, it's a very important, mm. you know, part of um, uh, success. And look, and I, I strongly feel that fear plays a big role in making the transition. You know, when I was transitioning from my own, you know, corporate world um, into the business, I had this fear of what if the clients stop coming? Like, what if? Like, you know, mm. and of course, you know. Um, I was married, I had kids, you know, I was married quite young, you know, I was 26 and, you know, I pulled the plug on the marriage and I said, yeah, I'm going to get married now. And so I was engaged at 24, literally, right? So, you know, there's a lot of uh, commitment that has, that pulls you back, right? And so mm. you're thinking, okay, if I take this jump, what if the clients don't turn up? And, you know, it comes down to, you know, overcoming the, that fear to really and truly see the success. Yeah. A hundred percent. It is, isn't it? And it's kind of just like, you have to have the ultimate conviction and belief within yourself. I think it's a quote from Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. When it's, when you have a, a strong belief back with a burning desire, you'll be able to achieve anything. Cause you th I think you realize at the end of the day, like there's not really anything else to do in the world, but to build something for yourself. Like what, what else is there to really do? hundred percent, hundred percent. And so do people misunderstand you, like, you know, considering that, you know, you are what you're doing right at this stage, um, are there times where, you know, your friends, people around you, your, you know, um, people who are seeking consultation from you completely get you wrong? And I think, it, you know, it comes down to communication as well, but has that, does that happen quite often? As in like people hating on me, for example? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, you know, I, I'll give you my example, you know, um, I have a lot of people who hate me because. I challenge them, you know, I challenge them on, into their thinking. I challenge them into what they're selling. I challenge them into, you know, what they're preaching. Um, a lot of property profits hate me, you know, I'm on their, you know, hate list. You know, I'm not on the Christmas card, 100%. And the only reason that happens is because they are not really hearing what I'm saying. You know, they are against me being a person. They're not against the notion because they believe it. That's why they're, the hate is there, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, to answer your question, I would say yes, and I notice most of the time that it happens when I tend to turn people away. People just don't seem to one understand that I can't help everyone. Like I, ha I literally have like two thousand message requests on TikTok. People get angry at me for not answering. Like I can't sit there and physically answer all of those. I have to hire someone. And two, wow. it's it's just like I have my own life as well. You know, 
Uh, and I think going back to what we said before, that exclusivity and the scarcity is what breeds the value. You know, you look back at our hunter-gatherer days, like food was scarce. It was really, really valuable. You have to use that in the modern world to get what you want and to be able to truly help people. Otherwise, people don't value it. And if they don't value something, either A, they're not going to do the work or they're not going to just pay for it. Definitely, definitely. And so if there was one thing that you think you should be remembered for your life in, you know, when you are 80, 90, 100 passing through the world, what would that be? Oh, God. Is anyone going to be remembered? We're all going to be wiped off 200 years. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm a strong believer of legacy. I'm 100% a strong believer of legacy. Um, a lot of what I'm doing right now, look, I mean, you know, people ask me, what does retirement mean to me? And I say, well, this is me being retired because I love what I'm doing. And so, exactly. you know, um, and so naturally what I want is for people to remember when they are having these mm. oh, wonderful old moments that there was this guy, you know, from Pakistan, his name was Moss, you know, he helped us, you know, when we were in their twenties or thirties, set up our life. And now this inheritance or the generational wealth that we have was going to this person. That's my legacy. So, yeah. Right. That's really cool. I, I respect that. And in terms of legacy, like maybe just that I, maybe probably just that he was a guy who just did his best to help everyone and just tried to do, do his best for the world. I think there's not enough people like truly, truly trying to dramatically change the world, like in terms of like hunger and actual like mental health around the whole world. Like there's not enough unity. So I think I'd want to yeah. be remembered for that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds good. And um, being a mindset coach yourself or, uh, you know, health coach in the prior years, are there any people that CAM follows? Who, who is CAM influenced by in this, this world? And it doesn't have to be someone that you talk to. You could be influenced by people that you watch and you listen mm. to. And yeah. I would say, that's a good question. I would probably say people like, well, right now, like I'm working on a lot of, on money and, and wealth and things. So I'd probably say like it's within that realm. I'm not so much influenced by like mindset stuff. Like Jordan Peterson, like, yeah, but I don't really listen to him. I would say people like Napoleon Hill and Robert Greene uh, and even like people like Kevin Trudeau, which is he's like a famous alchemist philosopher, all that stuff. So probably those people. And just learning more about um, the way money works in the world because I used to live in such a scarcity mindset and I realized like when I wasn't living abundant, I was putting out this energy of like, I need, 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 and I wouldn't get anything. And it took me a little while. And unfortunately, you've got to kind of break past a little bit of a plateau, like get a couple of grand going. And then, for yeah. example, in my business, we're trying to close sales, then I wouldn't come across as needy. So I was able to really work on that. So those people have helped me overcome a lot of that stuff in terms of uh, mindset as well. Yeah. Because that's impacted all parts of my life, not just money, but relationships too. Yeah. And, and how have you implemented that through your own sort of business? What are you doing in that sort of space? So, of course, you know, you're generating a lot of cash flow as part of your coaching business. And so how are you converting that it's into okay, a recurring okay. business? <laughs> how, how, how okay, am I? I'm not asking you, you know, your revenue numbers and what your top line is looking like. But it's, a, it's an important question because, you know, there is cash coming in and if it's sitting in the bank account and going back to your older days, right? You had 20,000 that you said, you know, sitting in the bank account. And yeah. every year that get passes through, you know, it's it, it, it's eaten by inflation, right? And so a lot That's of people right. make that mistake. I used to make that a lot of mistake. And so how has that thinking progressed, of course, financially or from a financial literacy perspective? Oh, I would say 
one understanding that that money's not real so it hasn't it hasn't actually like it hasn't caused a lack in my life and, and it's, i'm not one to just blow money on silly things it's kind of just like i'll know the true value of investing in things like for example i eat out breakfast every day at guzman white gomez high protein food it's twenty dollars or eighteen dollars so it's twenty so i'm spending like 160 every week but i'm increasing my vitality my brain's fire. I'm operating at such a high performance, which means I can make more money. So just understanding that you actually do have to technically spend money, investing in yourself first for your health, that actually is going to accelerate your relationship, your prosperity, and even just generating more cash in your business because you can be more focused. So you've kind of got to make a bit more of a sacrifice, but it's a long-term game. You're not going to see a big, you're not going to see a massive short-term return, just kind of like on investment properties, right? You're not going to generate a hundred grand equity in three days after investing on a property. Unlike 100%. 100%. And I think that yeah. you make a very important point. I think uh, when you talk about abundance mindset versus poor mindset, right? You know, poor people save money to get rich, right? Whereas you look at rich, yeah. you know, they, they spend more money to make more money, right? And so, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it, if you take money out of the context and if you, if you say value, it's, it's about, you know, value for money. Where are you spending your most effort or your mm. most wealth, or you, you know, to create more abundance in your life. And so it, it naturally works, right? I think it's 100% it's there. Where can users find you online? Oh, that ADHD guy underscore. Pretty much everywhere. Facebook is Cam Hunter, and uh, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok is that ADHD guy with an underscore. Perfect. And just the leaving and the parting comments in relation to any thing that you live by a code um, a saying that you know that resonates with you every morning is that something that really drives you when you wake up yeah probably just what i said earlier in the call like the reality is of and and it takes a lot of mindset development and kind of lifting off like the veil or taking off the glasses to see this but there really is nothing else to do in the world at all except kind of just like be out and enjoy nature get in really good physical shape have awesome relationships and just stack some fat cash like there's literally nothing else to do and i see too many people sit down and scroll on their phone and consume 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 and i used to do that uh, and that only gets you so far and in fact doesn't really get you anywhere like there's nothing else to do so i would say if you have a lack of drive realize that there's really not much else to do so you might as well just do it perfect look lovely to have you on the show cam it was awesome to talk to you keep doing what you're doing brother thank you very much this is moss checking out Enjoy, be safe, be kind, be, keep smiling, keep investing. This is Moss checking out. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Moxon. No, it was, was lovely to have you.